We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 13th day of June, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Emerson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Ned, it's good to see you, so to speak. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm just going to go with the plot and see how this um, comes out tonight. Yeah, well, we normally have some things lined up, and I got a couple of things, but uh, I suppose we'll get to that here very shortly. Bruce, how are you this evening? Healthy and alive. Um, I do apologize for the noises that is going to be coming from my end uh, tonight. But oh, That's uh, okay. That's okay. I was over That's an hour late. Not, and I want to thank you for uh, thank you both for putting up with my uh, my tardiness. No, uh, yeah, you're okay. Bruce kept us interested in all manner of different things, so yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard as soon as I came back, I heard he's in a bad place and I thought, "Huh? What? No, I'm not in a bad place. I'm fine." Anyway, I mean, I've got a few things, but I don't uh, I I don't have a specific direction I want to go. Ned, do you have anything front and center that you want to start with? If not, oh, then a bitch. Yeah, I have a bitch. I've got a bitch to go. Okay, on. all right, all right. Let, let's <laughs> let, we'll just take we'll take our cue from you. So, uh, leather couch is open. Hop onto it and tell us what's on your mind. Two words: Bilderberg meeting and the WEF. Interesting. They're they're one of the same, aren't they? Really, or they're very close. They're not yeah. even. It's like they merge like one bad goo. The thing is, people see this. WEF out there and they might hear about it a lot of people don't even hear about it because it's not really on mainstream media a lot of it and it's kept the people that go to these meetings and all that's put out to the media is that the stake that that word they call stakeholders they, they say the stakeholders are everybody it's the employees it's the customers we've got the stakeholders you know We've, they're in our mind all the time and we want to do good by everybody the world and this is our idea for a better world and it's funny because they're not elected by anybody and if you actually wanted to go to one of these meetings you wouldn't even get through the door most journalists don't get through the door the people have got to understand that there's this is a club this isn't anything that's really in your favor and somebody some clever lady came out with a a a good analogy of them, which I might just say later. Um, it's not a rude one, by the way. But they are a club, and clubs usually just look after their own members. So if you're not a member, you're not part of the club. And this right. this analogy, yeah, no, this analogy was this lady. She said it's like a really expensive golf club. The actual greens are the world, so they're playing golf out into the world. That's where they play. All their members, and they're going to sort this all these golf greens out for their members. And these members pay, oh, if you want to be on the bottom tier, 60-something thousand dollars. If mm -hmm. you want to be in a higher tier, anything up to $600,000. And if you go into the website, you can have a look at all the members, uh -huh. the thousand companies that are out there. Uh-huh. You know? they, they all pay green fees, you say? <laughs> so yeah, they all pay green fees. Yeah, we're, we're in their golf club. I think we're the... um. What are we? We're the rodents, are we? That they're trying to dig up. Yeah, we're the uh, we're the gophers. You know, like the ones you see in Caddyshack, the movie Caddyshack. We're the gophers Caddyshack. that are going around tearing everything up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's just. I mean, and Klaus Schwab is like Judge Smales in there, <laughs> trying to kill everybody. Klaus, 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 bloody Schwab. The thing is, let's take a handful. Go look on their site. See, see who's on there. See the elitist. These these companies, a thousand, just it's all available. But then see if there's a membership button for you to join. Just anybody, it's got it'll wake you up to the idea of what you're not. And these people are saying, oh, this is where the word the Great Reset comes from. So you're you're a stakeholder, and they're doing it all for you, but you're not entitled to know. You're not entitled to sit up there on the podium saying this is how it should be. No, you're the person that is supposed to accept that other thing they said. You can have nothing and be happy. And there's all these 
sayings that are going around and being accused of being broadcast and made up by conspiracy theorists. Look at the site. It's all there. It's all there, and they're openly chatting about it. Who's been in the news? What was Amazon in the news for about their drivers? It was something about they put so much pressure on their drivers that these guys were going around and having to urinate in bottles because they couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember take they actually... bath times. Bath, they couldn't stop to find yeah. find bath time. You know, bathrooms. Yeah, they're and actually like that. they're on a they're on a schedule. They have to get certain <laughs> things done yeah. by a certain time, or they yeah. can't leave. Otherwise, you know, they're penalized. Yeah, yeah. I that is ridiculous. Another one. Nestle. There was a report on them. They openly admitted to slavery, literally slavery, and they can't put on their products to deny that. I mean, these all come from journalists, upper paper headings. This is history. This isn't just a made-up story because I don't like Nestle, I don't like Amazon. They are big companies, big people, and it's just to give you an idea, I mean, BAE, take BAE. They're not a chocolate firm. And uh, I haven't got a load of stuff to give out except weapons. There's another one on top of that. They, they, they give out a lot. They actually sell a lot of weapons. Ethically, wars aren't good, whatever. But I think they made about 15 billion out the Saudis when the Saudis wanted to give the Yemen civilians a good kicking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, sounds right. I mean, that, that, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. But there's another firm that's at the top. And then take something that everybody's got um, owns Apple. Think of Apple. There's a wonderful firm. They say, oh, we do everything to um, make the world a better place. We try to be green in what we do. And whatever. And where's one of their biggest factories? Uh, that would be in China. Yeah. Yes. Lovely old China. They got about 50,000 workers in this place. Yes, you the Foxconn put- factories, they actually, I, I think I know where you're going to go. The uh, the suicide yeah, nets so. that are around the outside of the... the suicide uh, nets the- around the outside. <laughs> stop, stop them jumping out of the building. I mean, you hear this and you go and look it up and I went, I'm going to have a look at this. Oh, you got to be kidding me. You know, and then uh, the list is endless. I mean, all these firms, not all of them possibly, but some that you look into, you will find that they're out there to make money. And the WF is supposed to be a non-profit organization. Everybody's good order at heart in the world, but you can't be a member. I mean, do they actually want you to play on this golf course anymore? No. We live on a golf course. No, we can't even. live on a golf course? We now live on the biggest one. We, we can't even serve drinks in the, uh, in the golf course clubhouse in this one. <laughs> Uh, oh, I mean, uh, we can't even pick up a, a free meal and a free stick of butter out the back door like the uh, like the hired hell. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? But that analogy I found so amusing. But it, it's very right. What club do you actually know? Right? They actually take the membership fees and they make that golf course better for their members. Yeah. If you're not a member, you're not playing golf. And that analogy actually nails it, as far as I'm concerned. Because there's a lot of people out there that don't, they, they get all this propaganda that's fed for them. It's all going to be all right. This is for your own good. And God, how, how that's been abused in the last few years. And yet, you're not going to be a member. I mean, at 60,000 to 600,000. Oh, and if you actually want to go to a meeting, how much was the ticket? Even if you were a member, 30,000. And you had to be invited. <laughs> I didn't realize the cost was that high. Yeah. Was that just to get you, you in the, the, wow. uh, the, the one plate dinner? Was that, is that just to get you in the door? <laughs> yeah, I might even get you on the podium to say something like, hey, can I have a wine today or whatever? I don't know. I'm going out for a game of golf. No, I brilliant analogy. Wonderful. And so, so close to the truth. It's unbelievable. And that it is. is, yeah, it must be how they look at it. Everybody except the membership are superfluous. And if that's the way they look at you, think about it. You want to be governed by these people who, who have, have, haven't even been voted in, that have these a thousand top corporations of the world, and corporations lobby the governments. The governments make the laws for the corporations. La, di, da. So you have to pull in line. The only one thing you can try and do. If they want to pass a law and stuff like that, we have to lobby our own governments and say, it should be down to referendum of the people every time now. 
referendum, referendum, referendum. Even if it ties it up and slows them down or whatever, go for a referendum. Get those signatures in there by the hundreds of thousands. You just got to have your say. You've got to keep trying this. I keep looking to see if there's these signatures required on the doc.org sites, which we're entitled to. Have a look at your own country. Look out there. Get those signatures in. We might be batting our heads against the wall, but we've got to keep trying because you haven't got a membership. You've got to try it through the back door. But there, that's my first pitch. That's your first one. Well, you know, I, I look at I look at all these people and I, I played the clip last week of Schwab talking about all the people that they've got on board with their agenda. They've got all the academia. They've got uh, religious leaders. They've got um, mm. uh, politicians, governments, uh, corporation people, finance people. I mean, the, the list is basically endless. And I I look at the public opinion of these people. And it's just like there, there's no support there. Yeah, you've got people that are going along with the agenda. They're doing the whole going, going along to get along. And we've talked about that crowd here many times before, the conformists. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But the people that actually initiate the change, the ones that you're talking about, the ones that, uh, you know, we're going to have to go through the back door and we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to pick up our lunch back there. We're going to have to force our way in that back door. And we're going to have to force that change in our direction because we're the ones that are actually pushing back. We're not going along with the program. So they have uh, not only a visceral hatred for us, the feeling's mutual on the other side. We're at a dead, we're at a deadlock. We're at a stalemate. Both sides want each other out of the way. But the problem is, is that we're being ignored, as in the ones that actually matter, all the ones that uh, that Desmond was, Professor Desmond was talking about, the ones that are planting the seeds of dissent. You know, we're just being that little annoying voice, and we're disrupting that that um, how do I put it? We're disrupting that agenda and that hypnosis all the way through. We're being enough to be an irritant, and you can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to stomp down on that, but the groundswell of opinion for these people is just absolute rejection, wholeheartedly on its face. Would you agree? Definitely. Sometimes I believe that our voice is getting louder and then you get to the point where, and every time, every time there's a a slight ripple, they seem to come up with another crisis or a twitch to sort of misdirect everything to actually get the focus away and onto something else so they can regroup, you know, it's, it's continual, but it's another smokescreen. It's that fog that they put out there. You've got got to see, like, politically what they don't argue about between your two oppositions. In most countries, there are two opposing parties or supposed to be or seem to be. And it is a game to stand on their political podiums or in their houses of parliaments or wherever, Congress. They can go at each other about things and you'll never seem to see much change. But just look at the things they don't argue about. Because when they don't argue about something, or they're not in opposition about something, that agenda starts to move forward. And, that, and that's that's the awareness you've you've got to be on. And one of one of the agendas that seems to be rippling through, which is my second itch tonight, is the metaverse and kids' education. Because bring in bring in Bruce because he uh, I'm sure I can already see he's queuing up rather right he's, he's he's ready to go as soon as you said metaverse he he sits up real real tall in his chair and he pulls well, the mic that, 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 that come that come out of Davos this year future of education they have an is virtual there. learning they have an office there yeah, Meta, I mean, Meta has an office yeah, there. I mean it it's 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 so wrong I mean and then they say it's a way to hang on combat climate change my ass no way. By using more electricity? <laughs> yeah, everything. I mean, okay, climate change. I mean, we'll, we'll just sidestep the education, but climate change, yeah, all this electricity, electricity, electric cars, electric this, electric that, whatever, they can't do it because the grids don't hand, can't handle it anyway. They're not ready for that sort of stuff. It's got to be done in steps. We have all these conventional vehicles. We've got... Elon Musk with his electrical vehicles over there, which are half decent because they can be faster and go long distances. Somewhere in the middle, you've got hybrids. The hybrid has got to be used first before you go that way. Because you cannot radically change how many cars are there in the world. Anybody know? 
must uh, be well over a billion. Yeah, yeah. I was actually I was reading. I think China sells a car every four seconds or something like that. Yeah, but if you've got a billion conventional vehicles and you're going to oh, all of a that. sudden it's more than say, that. well, yeah, well, let's just pick a number. I mean, that's a big enough one. And if you go right at this date, we're going electric. Really? You're just going to plug them all in, are you? Yeah, the European Everybody's Union. Everybody's got to have one. Yes, the European Union. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they arbitrarily ruled yesterday because that's just what they do. Uh, they ruled yesterday or day before yesterday, I think it was. They will not allow, as in they have outlawed internal combustion engines, period. No matter what it runs on, whether that's personal, whether that's commercial, industrial, it doesn't matter. They have outlawed internal combustion engines after 2035. Outlawed them. Outlawed them. Yes. As in, so any of you it would be illegal to sell. Any, it's anybody got to find that, somewhere else to live outside Europe. <laughs> well, no. As in, like, you will not be able to buy another one ever again. 2035. That gives yes. us a heap load of time to get an infrastructure in that is just massive. They talk about this global thing. You can't do that globally. A decade is not enough, no matter which way you look at it. And not with these people in charge. Certainly not with these what people in charge. Do? These people are bumbling fools. How? How? Well, even if you think about it, they're going to go all electric. And they say, hang on, we're going electric because why? Um, carbon emissions. Emissions out the back of a car, yeah? So they've looked at this car. It's got no emissions coming out. That's bad for you. The electric mower. But that one has. So that's a bad one. Uh, I'd like to say that's a load of bollocks, to tell you the truth, because the infrastructure and everything you have to put in place, the change of factories, the footprint is huge. I mean, it's like having, if you take something very simple about CO2 is like getting your money back. You create CO2, building something that is not cost effective. Take something simple like a car park. If you've got a bit of land and the council have a choice, which is what we call local council, have a choice of either leaving it as a free car park or we can put pay machines in there or we can have a little bloke controlling it and getting tickets for you. Instead of giving a parking warden a job, they'll put meters in there because they think, oh, that means I don't have to employ yeah. somebody. But, I don't have to well, give in holiday. I don't have to give in that. Maids, right? You got meter maids and and parking wardens to go around and check the meters, yeah? yeah no, these these are just coin machines. Yeah, I know the what they are. Up saying, go get a I ticket. They yeah, so they, but, then, if the, then but if they, they expire, it, there's usually a man right there writing a ticket. As soon as it expires, he's waiting for it to expire as you're coming out of the shop to put <laughs> yeah. another coin so in. So the yeah. sim a simple thing would be to have a guy on the gate and the car park open and he just gets a ticket. I think, no, no, don't employ him. So they put, put these meters in and these big signs up that they get people to make. Like they've got to pay for them. And then those coin machines, somebody has to service them. And they have to dig it up and put all these cables in and supplies to it. And then they think, hang on, well, we're not going to get our money back on this, but hey, it's a good idea anyway. What happens if somebody doesn't want to pay, look at that sign and do as they're told? I better hire somebody <laughs> to go around and nick them. So they've hired somebody anyway, put all the machines in, done all this, and it is a total nutbag of a carbon footprint. So in the town where I live, they decided, whereas the other towns put all these parking meters in, they decided, oh, here we go. We're just not going to have anything. People can come here and park for free. Big piece of land. Works. People come into the town. No carbon footprint as such. Businesses, as they change, every car that changes creates a massive carbon footprint. Every time you change a vehicle design, you change the infrastructure of a factory in some way or another. Even if it comes down to the people you employ, where you have to teach them something new, got to look into the whole infrastructure. And if you look into that infrastructure, that electric car at the moment is going to have a massive carbon footprint. Even if you go back to, well, it's not coughing anything. No, it's not coughing anything out. But remember, yeah, you got the chassis, you got electric motor, fine. You got a lot of batteries in this thing, and it takes a lot to get the right substances, the right ores, metals, the storage capacity sorted out in a battery and your carbon footprint will probably go halfway across the world to get some of these yeah elements yeah. you so, know i was i was speaking to a friend of mine it's just mad 
It, it is. I, I was speaking to a friend of mine uh, back in Ohio about this uh, a couple of days ago. We were talking about the, you know the whole electric car stuff. He was complaining about the high petrol prices, and I said jokingly, I said, "Just get an electric car, and that'll fix it." And <laughs> and I was telling him about mine. I said, "You know, it's just it, it's an awful thing. It shouldn't exist." I said, "It's a golf cart with heating and air conditioning. That's all it is." I said, "Look, I said they don't they don't have the infrastructure to be able to support these things." And then. He proceeded to tell me that he didn't agree with that. Uh, mind you, this is a guy that doesn't like electric cars. He didn't agree with that and that uh, there's more things popping up, like more charging stations and stuff. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, you're not understanding what I'm what I'm saying to you. I said, I get the fact that the infrastructure is is showing up as in like the charging stations and all that. I said, but we're at the end of what these things can do. We can't go any further. I said, barring some type of... Uh, revolutionary new uh, technology to extend these batteries. We're at the end of what lithium can do. We're at the peak of that. Like these batteries that are being manufactured that you can't recycle, by the way, these things, and I'll continue to say that, these things can't hold more of a charge than they already do. There's nothing else you can do to them that will allow them to expand where they are. We're at the peak of that. And as far as the, uh, the charging technology, you can put infrastructure in all day long. That's not going to solve the problem of the batteries that we're having to deal with that you have to replace after a certain amount of time. And the packs themselves cost anywhere between, well, I think uh, even on a Tesla Model uh, Model S, or I think it is the, Mo- the Model S, I think that's like 28 grand to replace the battery pack on it. Uh, and some of these smaller ones, it's going to cost you anywhere from two and a half thousand on a hybrid to anywhere around, uh, I want to say it's like 10 grand to replace these things. But before before you get before you give a rebuttal to that, I, I just want to say this. Uh, I can't play this because he's speaking in his uh, his native language. Uh, this is an MEP. I believe he's from Croatia. And he says uh, his name is uh, Mislav Kolokuzic. He's standing in the EU parliament and he's saying this. I'm just going to quote him. He says the European Union's war against fossil fuels will take Europe and the Western world back 30 years 30 years ago, the Chinese rode bicycles because they couldn't do any better. And for the next 30 years, Europeans will ride bicycles because they won't be able to buy cars. So let's work off of that. That backs up what you're saying, which, of course, we all know that anyway. But he's he's articulating it in Brussels how where it needs far, to be said. How far can you go in your electric car? Uh, if I don't use on a full charge, if I don't use there's different ways to do this. If I don't use heating and air conditioning and if I keep the windows up, I believe. So there's no resistance. No, I'm serious. So there's no resistance. And if I put it in eco mode, there's an eco mode and then there's a, you know, you, you turn that off and you can go further. I, I actually, no, I'm serious. There, there's a, there's a way so you a can push mode. Uh, well, no, because the batteries are just so damn heavy. You're not gonna be able to push it. But with all of that, uh, if I don't exceed the speed limits, and I drive basically just like between 30 and 50 kilometers per hour, which is no faster than like 30 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> if I don't, yeah, if I don't go any faster than that, I'm supposed to get 180 kilometers out of it. 180 kilometers. Now, 180 kilometers, but I've people? never gotten that. I, I've never gotten yeah, that. Yeah, but okay. So all of a sudden, all these electric cars, although their footprint is going to be nasty, you're going to have to have more of them. You're going to have, what is that? called in the west the postal pony or whatever pony used to go along pony express it's gonna be like that isn't it you get your electric car you've got to go up country and across whatever you've got to stop i'm not waiting for that to recharge i've got to have one waiting for me so i can jump in that one yeah get on to the next one and the next so you're going to need three times the vehicles i actually i figured this out once okay so what i would normally drive back in the states what i would normally drive to go two hours north by car right by by a gasoline powered car if i were to do that in say like the electric car i have now that would take a two-hour drive and that would turn it into two days Literally, it would turn it yeah. into two days. I would have to stop and I'd have to stop overnight in a hotel somewhere. You, you were talking 120 kilometers there. If if that was like you could get the exact or 180, excuse me. OK, well, if you get 180, that would barely do the average commute for the average American to work and then back. It yeah. would barely do that. You would you would not be able to go to the grocery store or do any other stops. Uh yeah, because the average commute is thirty minutes. Well, thirty miles. This is all banking say, on that's the average. Yeah, this is all banking on the fact that uh, you're going to be able to uh, to go to one of these charge points while you're at your office, and you should be able to top back up while you're at your office. That's that's the point. I mean, a lot of no. businesses here and, there's enough. Uh, and on their campuses are putting there's charging enough. points in at their uh, their business. And then, you at, come, and then you come down to the electrical supply. 
they haven't got enough infrastructure out there already. Yeah. Or what we've got already. I mean, when was the last time they said, oh, hang on, there's a war in Ukraine, we're going to get blackouts? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, just blaming on Putin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen with all the electric cars? At least with a hybrid, that damn thing's charging your battery as it goes yes. along. Yeah. Well, here... Where we actually had problems with, uh, uh, we've had electricity go out three times so uh, within the last two weeks, and it's not because we're using green energy or any of that, and we're you know it's been rainy and so it's literally because wildlife has gotten into the substation and caused a short. They've, they've had problems. The rebellion with has started. <laughs> yeah, they've had a problem with snakes getting in there and um, causing a short. Anyway, back to the snakes. The WEF. The snakes. Sorry, I was going to um, bring it back to our, our wonderful because I I did really want to have um we got side I, I do apologize dragging that sideways with the climate thing but well no it's okay because it's, it's all part of the same agenda isn't it from the same people oh yeah yeah um but the education thing is really really grinding me when they want to put everything into a, a virtual just for the and they use that excuse everything is the climate change excuse and what do they say. Now, we know our education has suffered. Did they deliberately make it suffer so they could say it's going to be better quality? You're going to get better accessibility because you haven't been to your schools for a couple of years? And then they come out with affordability of education. That is the biggest heap of crap I've ever said. They've ruined two years of education for kids. Every bit of high school or secondary school or whatever, at a certain year, Somebody is doing their exams, which puts them on the road to further education, puts them on the chance of a scholarship if they can't afford it. They've just done two years plus now where you've got that generation of kids that really either have nowhere to go or don't even know where they're going. And that puts a hell of a lot of pressure on the normal people. They're not going to become one of the um, highly intelligent people that'll be all right when this all comes together, sitting with the WEF and... It's Freelander or whatever it's Yeah, Chris and the rest Freeland of them from, that uh, sit up there. From oh, uh, Canada. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's something. She, no, she is Do, she's something, all right. Yeah, she's something. Do you want to go down the uh the monkeypox road? I mean it's it's starting to, to gain some traction as we kind of knew that it would. Ned, do you want to go down that rabbit hole? Why why I I oh when I came went down that rabbit hole with you last time. What is going Yeah, I actually well, haven't looked at it for the last since I spoke to you actually last. Yeah, yeah. Some things have some things have changed. Um they have now issued a here all uh, over there. Here they actually recommended, I think it was yesterday, they recommended anybody who's in an at risk group for contracting monkeypox should book a vaccination appointment for monkeypox immediately. How do you know you're at risk? Well, I I don't know. I guess we're we're working off the uh, the WHO guidelines. That would be my guess. Um, if if you're you at risk, safe. if you go off of what they've been saying, those that are at risk are in the LGBT community. That's true. And WHO director uh, Ted Rose, who was just duly elected to get another five year term, just so happens that uh, that he made it. <laughs> Did they um, actually say why? Why he got another term? Well, he was voted in. No. So why the LGBT are at great risk? Well, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I, do, I don't know. So um, the basically the summarization is because of how monkeypox is actually spread, it's spread through contact of lesions, uh, yes. mostly, mainly. And that community tends to be a little bit more um, close, if you will. Oh, but the thing is, this monkeypox, oh, we he said it before, um, Robert Malone actually came out and said it looks like it's been tampered with. Yes. And yeah, so tampered with, engineered, say what you want. I mean, if there is anybody to know that, it's a man who actually helped bring the mRNA vaccine to life, creation, a lot of it. And then if he stands up and goes, this looks like it's been tampered with, that means it's deliberate. Mm -hmm. Whereas monkeypox before used to be, it, it, it was low profile. It didn't spread that much. And it was Central and West Africa where you had the problems. And we're not getting anything out from there. But it's going all over the West for some reason. Just the it's West. It's popping up everywhere. Just the West. Yeah. It, it, it's just popping up. It doesn't do that. That's not the nature of it. It's like, oh, have we seen this before? Oh, different types of COVID all of a sudden appeared maybe in South Africa. Was it Omicron? I think it was or something like that. Yeah. Then and you all had of a India. Sudden, 
Yeah, and then they tied. They actually... Yeah, they tied it down. They said, "Well, this area uh-huh. is safe. When it's not going to get anywhere." And it popped up systematically in God knows how many countries. I'm not PID, and I don't look at the. By the way, PID is short for stupid. Sorry, and the average person isn't. But they're taking all these coincidences on pat. And even if you get got to the point where you want to stay grey and you don't want to upset things. At least the least thing you could do is not trust the people who you've put your trust in and actually has turned a lot of you over. And there's, that is your bottom line because they will have it out and they will be playing golf while you won't be. Definitely. That's because you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy about it, Ned. What's wrong with you? That's how it's going to be. They're going to play golf and they're going to have everything and you're going to have nothing. This is WHO director. Uh, there's, there's only... only Go on, get face. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get face. This is WHO director uh, Ted Rose describing the situ- the current situation with monkeypox. Now, see if you can catch any similarities in here between this and COVID. Bruce was quick to point out pretty much all of them uh, when he saw it. More than 1,000 confirmed cases of monkeypox have now been reported to WHO from 29 countries that are not endemic for the disease so far. No deaths have been reported in these countries. Cases have been reported mainly, but not only among men who have sex with men. Some countries are now beginning to report cases of apparent community transmission, including some cases in women. The risk of monkeypox becoming established in non-endemic countries is real. WHO is particularly concerned about the risks of this virus for vulnerable groups, including children and pregnant women. There are effective ways for people to protect themselves and others. People with symptoms should isolate at home and consult a health worker. Those who share a household with an infected person should avoid close contact. There are antivirals and vaccines approved for monkeypox, but these are in limited supply. WHO is developing a coordination mechanism for the distribution of supplies based on public health needs and fairness. WHO does not recommend mass vaccination against monkeypox. In the few places where vaccines are available, they are being used to protect those who may be exposed, such as health workers and laboratory personnel. This virus has been circulating and killing in Africa for decades. It's an unfortunate reflection of the world we live in that the international community is only now paying attention to monkeypox because it has appeared in high-income countries. Uh The communities that live with the threat of this virus every day deserve the same concern, the same care, and the same access to tools to protect themselves. Does any of that sound familiar? Any of that at all? Sound familiar? Well, it's been killing loads and loads of people. Okay, these thousands of people in Central and West Africa, what a load of tosh. But they just replaced everything involving COVID with monkeypox. It's the same agenda. It's the same talking points. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lockdowns. But the difference is, if you've got somebody in your house with monkeypox, he, didn't, he said, you've got to isolate them. They're not going to get a bed in the hospital. You're going to have to live with the bastard. <laughs> you That's know what right, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is, by the way, if they've got lesions and these pustules and everything, which actually all those rashes have been coming out because you've been over-vaccinated and boosted and your immune system is down at rock bottom and you've actually been taking it because those that you trusted in power said, You've got to get vaccinated four times and have all these boosters. Yeah, your immune system is shot and you might have rashes, you might have shingles, you might have this, that and whatever else. And you look at what they say, monkeypox, might be signs of monkeypox are exactly or pretty damn close to those lesions, those pustules, those rashes. That is why they were very blasé about not nailing it specifically. So you could then, instead of actually seeing a doctor which you should do getting an independent you know assessment and saying can you check me bloods to see if i just need some natural immune system boosting with my vitamins and everything else and a bit of sunlight instead of locking me down um would that be all right 
instead of taking another vaccine? No, you're going to need a vaccine. Or should I just shove another vaccine in there? You're going to need some therapeutics uh, from a pharma company. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll have something. And by the way, um, I've got all these rashes. This poor person that goes, I've got all these rashes, and I don't want to come to you. Why, why Why is that? Said the doctor. Because they'll think I'm a homosexual after what he said on the radio up there. That bloke in the um, who? He just yeah. said it's men having sex with men. Yeah. I mean, what would my wife think of me? She's already started divorce proceedings. She's think I'm knocking Alan off down the road. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. You know, the uh, you, you, you kind of made mention there about uh, sunlight and all of that. Uh, with COVID, you were actually... It increased your survival rate if you would have just if they would have just take you uh, on on the gurney or whatever and rolled you out into the sunlight, you would have actually had a better chance of surviving COVID than being put on a ventilator. You mean like they actually did with the flu in 1918, where they would take the patients out of the tents and uh, put them yeah. out in the sunlight? Yeah. You, oh man, you, that would have increased oh, your chances. Oh, oh, oh my dear God, you just reminded me something of that. The NHS was so. I got upset with the NHS a short while ago because I took oh yeah my daughter. Let's let's talk about the NHS. That's, it's it's good you uh, it's good you brought that up. Let's talk about yeah. that. Go ahead. And and they 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 actually because my daughter is um, on the spectrum and she doesn't have to wear a mask. La di da di da di da di da. They were very they, people at the reception aren't medically aware and they were just didn't even want to speak because she didn't have a mask on they were using hand signals and whatever and they messed up on the computer system and eventually she didn't get what she needed so i was talking to somebody since then and to this moment i can't remember it was and they were saying and you you triggered it because you mentioned the gurney and i can't remember who it came from and they were talking about oh no yes i do know it was now right this bloke i'm not going to say his name right he actually took a tumble out of his lorry. And I was speaking to him, and he was rather upset. And it, this is what came out. And he's uh, he um, did some damage to his vertebrae. So he's gone to A&E. They've got him up to A&E, yeah? And he's sitting there, which is accident emergency, yeah? And he's in serious pain. And he's there, and he can't do much. And it goes on for a couple of hours, and somebody sees him. And then he's sitting there for some more hours. And some more hours, and he gets he's getting all right. So can he give me some painkillers or anything? Because I feel like I'm going to black out. I haven't had anything to drink, I haven't had anything to eat. And it went on from there. And then he created quite right because I said, Well, who are you, sir? He said, oh, Well, I've just spoke to you a while ago, this person, whatever. And then they put him in, um, they took him around and put him in a, a little cubicle with a curtain to be seen. And <laughs> he was there for another hour, and then he made a bit of a ruckus. And they said, Well, you need to have an x-ray. So they said, but it's on the east side, and you've just got to get yourself over there. And he's hobbling, and he got himself over there, reported to the x-ray department, and they were just going to get him sorted and everything. And then, here's the funny bit, they said, I'll do it. Why can't you do it? You didn't come in on a gurney. Oh, he said, God I hobbled sake. all the way over there. So he had to make his way back over there so they could transport him over. On a gurney. On a gurney. And he was in- so he could get the extra. <laughs> was- yeah, and he's damaged his vertebrae. And this is the caring system because it's a tick box system. You didn't do this. You didn't come to this. Whatever you are, who are you? And he just got pushed around and shoved around, and he was in serious pain. And you just triggered that with that gurney thing, and it was you just—it's unbelievable. You just and he give it, and he had every right to be upset, seriously upset. You know. And he, he, oh, what? Uh, what I am very, I'm very surprised. It, sorry. No, it's, you're very surprised. Go on. Oh, that he didn't punch somebody. Actually, to tell you the truth. No, I, I could, I could perfectly understand why he would. Um, but this is, this is something that popped up on the NHS's website a couple of days ago. Are you familiar with SADS? Oh, I don't get sad. <laughs> sad. You don't get sad. Okay. Well, let's hope I'm not. Too alive. Called, I'm too alive to get sad. Yeah. This is an acronym for sudden adult death syndrome. Uh, doctors, okay, yeah. according to this is a, again, this is a, uh, this is a from the NHS's own site up there. You can see it up there. Uh, they're looking for people death to syndrome. man that post uh, in uh, in the NHS. And there was a headline out of the Daily Mail a couple of days ago that says healthy young people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly from a mysterious syndrome as doctors seek answers <laughs> through a national Death. register. Gee, I wonder what it could be. Myocarditis I, 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 or myocarditis, either one of them will give you a bit of a head start. 
They're actually telling people at, under uh, the age of 40 to go get uh, an, an EKG immediately, an electrocardiogram yeah. immediately to find out if there's a condition with your heart. That doesn't matter whether you're uh, somebody that has underlying <laughs> conditions or if you're an active, healthy person. Go get it done. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I, I did wonder. <laughs> it, it now, I've, I've just fitted a bit of, uh, you know, like when you have a jigsaw puzzle of life and there's this, these gaps in it and you've been wondering what fits in there. Over the past several years, yeah, I thought it was a millennial cell. But all these, um, oh, what are they called? What, what are the pads that you charge up and you, if somebody has heart failure and you go, oh, the, the way. Uh, uh, defibrillator. Oh, defibrillator. <laughs> they're the ones they're, the ones they're putting in schools across the UK everywhere. because they've that's They've been normal, appearing yeah. at schools. And, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, Spain, exactly. they've, in Spain, they put them on Every, the beaches, the, on the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. They're everywhere. But hang on. If somebody has... An unknown heart condition and you don't know about it. And then they go, ah, let's give him a bit of this, shall we? Yes. Yeah, let's yeah. head you back. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. I didn't mean to, to interject and cut you off there. Go, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I, I was looking at earlier, I seen a headline earlier, um, fairly famous person, uh, especially in the younger community. He and his wife both have had um, what appear to be serious effects from vaccinations. However, the way they're couching it, it's not. So she had, I believe she's like 25 or 26. She had a micro stroke, um, real common in 25 and 26 year olds. Yeah, yeah um, real common. Uh-huh. That wouldn't be uh, going yeah. across, across the membrane, would it, anywhere? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, he actually has... Um, paralysis and and one side of his face uh, which by the way like this is full breaking. blown yeah this is breaking uh justin bieber everybody knows who justin bieber is that's the, you know, who kid. it is oh that's who it is yeah i, I just saw it, it. I, I just saw life. the headline yeah oh yeah i oh, just saw the headline joking no 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 he's like he, half of his face is, is paralyzed yeah and he had to cancel like full-blown like he can't blink his right eye the right side of his mouth doesn't move the right nostril all of that he can't move it um and it's some kind of it's um forget what the disease is called it starts with an r uh i just saw it hold on just a second uh it's called this is what they're saying it is ramsey hunt syndrome yeah that's what they're calling it that's interesting oh, they right both got it this yeah, this is no she right she had stroke she had a micro stroke yeah but they both he had something to do with uh, possibly to do with oh yeah well, something going across your membrane yeah around not, about your brain they're not saying they're not saying that, that. it was at all tied to the vaccine they're just saying they have these problems and you know do you know you know they probably add that to the list next they'll probably say if you have partial paralysis that might be a sign of monkeypox and you'll have to that, get another that wouldn't set. surprise me it, it wouldn't it would not yeah. surprise me you're gonna need a vaccine but, against facial paralysis yeah <laughs> yeah but those are all side effects of of yeah. the jabs yes it is Yep. I remember yeah, when GP no, was it's on endless. and he was, endless. Uh, we were talking about vaccine development and, and GP was actually, he was explaining to us that facial paralysis or Bell's palsy, that's a common side effect with any vaccine. That, that's not, that's not just a, a COVID vaccine or a monkeypox vaccine. That's a common yeah, side yeah, effect that they would run yeah, into in clinical trials all the time. But is that with live or non-live vaccines? I've, because live vaccines, I don't think. Yeah, I think these are attenuated. Yeah, I think these um, are attenuated. So live vaccines, you you actually do have, there's a, it starts with a P. It's very similar to the one that uh, Biber had, but it, it, it's uh, it's short term. It's not a long term thing. I don't know if this one that he has is long term. I, um, I looked into live vaccines because there's a really interesting seminar on it. And so, which actually between live and non-live vaccines and live vaccines help the um, mortality rate because it helps your immune system to learn. Whereas the non-live vaccines, they need uh, something like, uh, it's called an adjuvant, which actually- They need an adjuvant to, out, to provoke a, uh, a, they need your body to, to have actually an get to actually, yeah, 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 to actually yeah. trigger the immune system. Right. Yeah. But all of these, every non, now this is, I'd like to say, every non-live vaccine has a non-specific side effect. A non-specific side effects means Oh, no, that's not related to this. <laughs> I see it's non-specific. It really is. And there's hundreds of them. And it's because it's um, cheaper. And what I, I mean, I looked into it and I went, oh, hang on a second. Because I remember, uh, like I was saying, the, the live polio vaccine, it's droplets and stuff like that. But now it's IPV. 
they call it, and it's a non-live vaccine. So they're even doing all this already. No wonder we've got a medically dependent society. They've been buggering it up for a lot longer than what you realize. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You, 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 it, maybe this is just a coincidence, but you notice that um, a lot of the coming generation, the, the younger, like millennials and younger, have a lot of problems with mental health issues. And yeah. then you look at some of the stuff that was in like products that people used back in the day, vaccinations and all those kind of things have uh, mm-hmm. found that they can actually cause those kind of side effects. So it's, it's interesting that there's, um, you know, those things are. And vaccines are one of the few drugs out there that aren't fully tested. As soon as they seem to have a positive effect in the direction they want, that's when your uh, control scenario starts to slow down. They just put it out there. As most other drugs have these control measures going in for years, two years, so there's continual feedback. No. Yeah, but now there's just they, they've rammed everything through through the emergency use authorization, and I'm still trying to figure out where the emergency is. <sighs> That's what the who want. Everything wants to be yeah. an emergency. It has to be a constant everything. state of emergency. It has to be that. Whether, whether it's a food crisis, whether it's a tsunami, earthquake, fire, whatever, it'll end up being a medical emergency, and they want control. Exactly. They can so, sod off. Yeah, I I, I concur. Uh, so. We all know what they tried to do with COVID. They tried to bring in the COVID pass, right? Well, the UK, you guys squashed that, supposedly. You squashed it, which I said, it's, okay. Is there some light shining off someone's head in there? This is going to be the light shining off of your health secretary, Sajid Javid, uh, who is a <laughs> young global leader at the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab. Sir Desmond Swank. Yeah, he, he I'm it. sure everybody remembers him, you know, the one that stood up there and was giving the great yeah. Uh, political posturing speeches and all the rest of it. He calls out Javid, asking him why, if the COVID passport has been demolished, if it's been removed and it's not coming back, why do you have job listings within the Department of Health in the UK that show that they're going to need staffing for that particular department in COVID passports? Desmond Sway. Why is his departmental leadership advertising for a deputy director delivery for a COVID pass? What's that about? The the honourable friend, my honourable friend, in asking that question, I believe the reason that the department is uh, keeps that uh, under review is that uh, the, the although the pass has stopped and there's absolutely no prospect I could say of ever it coming back into play that it is right that when we wind this down and work on the digital resources uh, that that all things that are necessarily looked at appropriately. <laughs> so you caught that. Uh, 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 yeah, but what did he... He did put something in there. He put something in He's there, but I, I couldn't digital. get over the glare off of, said, his, off of his head. I mean, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm jealous. I mean, I know I have a glare that's going on here, <laughs> but nothing like that. Nothing like that. That's all right. I always put the shades on when I get that warning. I, yeah, I, I got to get my sunglasses next time we, we uh, pull a clip of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, he, he gave a response, but he did let something out there. He said, yeah. when we have digitized. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you was that before or after you noticed the uh, the Union Jack and the Ukraine flag on his lapel pin? Did you see that? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's just mm, blue and saffron. And if you noticed- yeah, A lot uh, of BS. Desmond's- yeah, exactly. If you notice Sir Desmond Swain, you know, he had that, you know, how they put the handkerchief in their in their uh, jacket pocket there. Yeah, in he, the had pocket. A, he had the blue and saffron handkerchief in his pocket. Lovely, aren't they? Load of BS from one to another. So, yeah, yeah. they're going to, yeah, this is it. So they're, they're bitching about that. But yeah, he let the word out digital. And we run this down and then you let in the digital word. Bang. That is a step forward. That's where they're going. And it is, it's, it's not a, covid passport but it'll be a digital passport yes it's going to be a digital passport that's it's your social credit that's what it's all about covid yeah. was just to get you to take it that's all it was but they need that digital wallet uh that's that's what's going to be the standard across the board so posing that you took it up the ass for covid they taught you how to bend over and take it out the ass and now they're telling you that if you take it up the ass you need a monkeypox vaccine yes more or less yeah you know we talked uh, about the uh, about the green agenda previous to this, and we're getting close to time here, but we talked about the green agenda for a little bit previous to this. And then, of course, now we're back onto the uh, the COVID pass, the digital wallet and, and all of that social credit. Your carbon footprint is going to be tied into that, isn't it? 
you know it is. It's going to be yeah. It's, everything with the with the green thing is is going to be tied into with that. You're going to have to follow that agenda. And who was one of the other people that we didn't name out of Davos, out of the Davos clique that is a young global leader? That's Jacinda Ardern oh, from uh, New no. Zealand. Yeah, the BlackRock ambassador. Yes. Yeah, the the brand yeah, ambassador yeah. for BlackRock. Yeah, she's walking out of the uh, the headquarters there. This is out of the Telegraph uh, just yesterday. Cow and sheep burps to be taxed by New Zealand <laughs> in a world first. The draft plan to tackle greenhouse gas emissions may be hard to stomach as the costs are likely to lead to higher meat prices. Look, go back to your electric car. Problem with all of them things is there's no natural cycle. Animals, you if you wanted a piece of transport, the horse is brilliant. Why? Because it breathes out CO2, all the surrounding greenery takes it in. That cow having a burp or a fart or the sheep or whatever is part of the natural cycle. Yeah? This is ridiculous. So, so it's it has insane. its own. It's surrounded by everything that's taking in what it's burping and fine. It's in its own natural nullifying cycle. That is the sort of thing you've got to try and achieve with everything that you create. You can't mess with animals, man. Well, they can. They have to because they need to get rid of the uh, everything's going to be the uh, the post animal economy. So you're going to mm-hmm. eat bugs and uh, an insect butter and, and plastic bread from Bill Gates with his fungus farms, you see. So you can't have any In that of this picture. Stuff. There's, there's, there's a big tractor. Yes. You will never get that electric or it's going to cost. It's not meant to be. Incredible... No, it's not meant to be electric because they want to end farming. Uh huh. With the, with the removal of the internal combustion engine after 2035, that means no more tractors. You're not going to make an electric tractor. You're not. Well, the, the, only, the, only, the only way to do farming like that is is to actually create a, such a massive infrastructure where all the rows have got some machinery electrically running down it, doing everything. Yeah, but, yeah, but then you're back to the same that problem. That in itself is just. You're back to the same problem with the infrastructure yeah. and, and supplying the power to yeah. it. Yeah, and they'll go, look at this wonderful, great big greenhouse and all this running, whatever. What did it cost you to create? What is your carbon footprint when you could have had a couple of thousand cows? Yes, and it would have tasted a lot better as well. Is this a policy straight from Alexandria Occasional Cortex? Um, You remember the cow farts thing she was wanting to do with the uh, Green New Deal? (laughs) Yeah. That kind of sounds awfully familiar. Uh, Yeah, but if if you listen to it, yeah, it's, it's laughable. All the vegetarians in the world, I mean, I've got a problem with you, vegetarian, or whether you're a meat eater. Personally, I think we're omnivores and we don't find a balance. And everything is about balance, including your CO2 cycle, your natural cycles, your eating, your health. Everything is about balance. But they're going nowhere except down a dark hole and they're de- destabilizing everything. They're just making it radically worse. And yes. I think I'd rather listen to a cow's fart than some of the things that comes out of him, tell you the truth. And I bet you it probably is going to be a better result out of it, too. Uh, <laughs> just uh, just one man's opinion. All right, we're going to have to go. Uh, Ned, <laughs> I, again, I, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for being sympathetic to uh, to my tardiness, uh, both of you, uh, because I should have uh, should have been here in a timely manner and I wasn't. I had something to tend to, uh, and I do apologize. And Ned, you said today that you were going to be the one that was late and it ended up being me. So uh, thank you guys for putting up with my tardiness. Anyhow, for those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Gentlemen, thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.